Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of BBP News and another episode of Eye on the Ball. We're back here with today's sports show, today's sports episode, and it's going to be a good one. We have plenty to talk about. Baseball, soccer, you name it. We have both in store today. The Women's World Cup, Lionel Messi scoring his opening goal for Inter-Miami. We'll talk about all of it here on today's show, but I hope you guys are having a great start to your week, a great start to your Tuesday, and uh, I know I am. It's a very nice day so far. We had some rain last night, but you know, you have to have some rain after a few days of sunshine, and it's been beautiful. I've gotten out to play soccer, done all of that. It's been great, but... Before I start rambling on and getting into all sorts of things, we need to jump right into the MLB predictions and the talk from this past week so that we can get through everything that I have uh, on the list for today. But we start out with last week's predictions, like I said, and we start out with quite a doozy here as we had the Yankees up against the Angels. I had the Angels winning this series two games to one. I was looking at this series last week when I was making my predictions and truly believed that the Yankees could take a game out of this series. You know, they had Domingo Herman and Carlos Rodon pitching games two and three by the time that I recorded this, uh, or the last episode rather, but they both blew it and the Yankees offense blew it. And that was one of the painful parts is that the Yankees just have not been hitting. They have not been hitting. And that has been their Achilles heel since the day that the season began. Rizzo, up until the Royals series over the weekend, hadn't hit a home run in over two months. Two months. That's insane by Rizzo's standards. Absolutely insane. Giancarlo Stanton, a player who in the past has hit 270, 280, his hit for a good average is batting around 200. And DJ LeMahieu, another player that bats usually around 280, even up to 300. He is batting like 230. Under 230, or just over, just over 230 now. It's absolutely insane what has happened to this Yankees team. And it showed in this series against the Angels. They were swept. The Angels won it three games to zero. So my prediction in part was correct because the Angels still won the series, but was still incorrect because the Yankees could not win a game, could not pull together a victory in this one. It was not pretty to watch, but a good series from the Angels through and through. Next, we have the Dodgers going up against the Orioles. I thought the Orioles would win the series two games to one. It was not to be, though. Their win streak came to an end at eight games, and they were almost swept in the series before taking game three. Ended up being Dodgers taking it two games to one. An incorrect prediction on my part. Overall, a hard one to predict as you had just two top-tier teams going at it in this one. A good series through and through. A series that absolutely stunned me was the D-backs up against the Braves. I had the Braves winning the series two games to one, and in fact, I had considered having the, the Braves sweep it. I had considered going with a prediction for a Braves sweep. Good thing I didn't, though, or else this would have been even more embarrassing as the D-backs ended up taking the series two games to one and won 
Game one, 16 to 13. Yes, 29 runs were scored in a single game. Now, this is not the first time that this has happened by any means, but boy, that is an exciting scoreline. That is nuts. And last week seemed to be the week for high-scoring games. There were several that eclipsed the 20-run mark between the two teams uh, throughout different series across the league, and this was one of them. 16 to 13. Absolutely insane. But a good victory for the D-backs. They really needed that series victory last week, and you'll see why in a moment. But before we get to that, we have the Orioles up against the Rays moving into the second half of the week now. And this was a four-game set, and I had the Orioles winning the series 3-1, to one, and they won the series 3-1. to one. There were some scares for them in there. The Rays tried to come back several times in several of the games, but they just could not do it. And it now sees Baltimore in first place for the first time all season. They have been playing so unbelievably well. This is a team that I have been so excited to watch. And I've said it before. I think I said it in last week's show. If I can't root for the Yankees, if the Yankees are not going to find their place in the playoffs, if they are going to be knocked out or just play poorly for the rest of the season, I am more than happy to support Baltimore and cheer for Baltimore for the rest of the season. This is a team with so much excitement. This is a team with so much potential, and I want to see what they do with it. I want to see what they do with all this skill, and it doesn't look like it's a fluke. It truly does not look like this was just a first-half fluke. They are playing so well and now see themselves rewarded for it with a spot in first place, and I hope they keep it. I hope they keep that first-place position. They deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. But a good, strong series victory for them against an AL East rival and a correct prediction for me. The first truly correct prediction I've had so far because I don't truly count the Yankees-Angels series despite the fact I did get the series winner correct. But we get into the D-backs versus the Reds. I had the D-backs winning the series two games to one because I structured this so that the D-backs would struggle in their series against the Braves and then come back and beat the Reds. You know, seemed to be the natural order of things, seemed to make sense, but that's the thing about baseball. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense, and this was exactly the case here as the Reds came through and swept the D-backs. Swept them. I I can't believe this scoreline. I truly can't. The Reds are absolutely insane and somehow still sit a game and a half behind the Brewers in the Central, in the NL Central. But they swept this series. Their offense is incredible. If they can get that pitching staff to elite status, like if those arms, those young arms can kind of find their way and settle in and become as elite as some think they can, including myself, then this team could actually be a contender, a strong contender for several years within the next year or so. Incredible. 
absolutely incredible to see what the Reds have done this season. And goes back on what everybody thought of them at the start. Incredible. Incorrect prediction for me, but I'm not sour over this one. And another one I'm not sour over is my final prediction where I had the Blue Jays sweeping the Mariners. And, you know, it's just as I said. When I predict the Blue Jays to do well, they struggle. When I predict them to struggle, they do well. And I predicted them to do well in this one. I had them sweeping the the Mariners. But nope. Nope. Mariners came through. They won the series two to one. Almost swept it themselves. We almost had we almost had a complete reverse result on our hands here, but it was not to be. The Blue Jays did win game three, four to three. So I'll still take it. You know, it's an incorrect prediction, but that's what I said last week. I wouldn't be sour if I got this one wrong. I'm okay with it. But that is the end of last week's predictions, and we jump into the predictions for this week. What do we have in store? Well, we have the Yankees versus the Mets, and I'm going to predict something that might be a little stupid. I say that the Yankees sweep this two-game set. We're back with the Subway Series. I think the Yankees sweep it. We saw over the weekend in their series against the Royals, and I know it's the Royals, one of the worst teams in baseball, okay? But we saw the Yankee bats come to life. We saw Giancarlo Stanton start to hit again. We saw Rizzo collect four hits in Sunday's game. We see DJ LeMahieu starting to hit again. Glaber Torres continues to be consistent. If these bats can continue to improve and hit like we all know they can, then we don't have an issue. The Yankees will finally be back on track. And I think they can do it. I think they'll sweep the series. I think it'll be a strong one from the Yankees offense and pitching staff. Two games to zero. Let's go. Let's do it. Next, we have the Rangers versus the Astros, and I do have the Rangers winning this series two games to one, despite the Astros winning game one last night in a thrilling AL West matchup, 10 to 9, 10 to 9 was the final score in this one, and not even in extra innings. This was just regular nine inning baseball, but 10 to 9 was the final score. Absolutely insane. What an exciting matchup this is. Rangers-Astros baseball just screams excitement and intensity. And it makes me so happy that this Rangers team, like the Orioles, doesn't seem to be a fluke. It doesn't. I have to jump through the rest of this real fast because we are quickly running low on time. But... We move forward to the Brewers versus the Reds. And again, I have the Reds winning this one two games to one. I think we could see the Reds coming back and trying to reclaim first place. Whether that's this week, I don't know. But I think we are going to see one of the greatest upsets in recent NL Central history. I won't say baseball history because... 
there are always upsets across the game of baseball, it seems. But the Reds taking first place in the Central in 2023 was one of the last predictions that anyone in the baseball world would make. The Cardinals, sure. The Brewers, sure. Even the Cubs. But the Reds? Absolutely not. Look at the teams that we've had at the top of the NL Central this season. The Pirates, before they collapsed, were doing very well. They were at the top for a while. The Reds have claimed first place for several games this season. And I think they'll take it in the end. I don't think this is a fluke. Again, I think this is a legit squad and a legit opportunity for them to claim first place and to find themselves in the playoffs. And I can't wait for it. I'm so excited to watch this unfold. I really am. So a two to one series victory against their NL central rivals. This is going to be fun. It really is. But we move into the second half of the week and the Yankees are back this time against the Orioles where I think the Yankees will struggle a bit. I think they have a good opportunity in this two game set against the Mets, but the Orioles are a different beast. The Orioles have been playing far better. They're far superior to both the Yankees and Mets. And I think the Yankees will struggle a bit. Whether that's on the pitching side or the offensive side, I don't know. If I had to bet, I would say pitching. Because while that pitching staff is good, they're still trying to find their stride a little bit. Players like Carlos Rodon, who is just coming off the injured list not that long ago. Luis Severino still trying to figure it all out, though he had a good start over the weekend. These pitchers are just trying to still find their stride a little bit. And so I think they could struggle in that series against the Orioles. Just a little bit. Just a touch. But I think it'll happen. Two games to one. I think they will take a game. And I think at least one, if not the other, two games will be close as well. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how this unfolds. But I do have the Orioles winning it two games to one. And next we have the Guardians versus the White Sox. And this is just... I haven't even really looked at the AL Central recently. Because it has been such a disgrace. This has been one of the most disgraceful divisions in baseball I've seen in quite some time, where even the first place team barely sits above 500. The Twins have come back a little bit. They've pretty safely put themselves above 500. They're 54 and 48. So, you know, if they go on a six-game losing streak starting today, I mean, that, that... sadly enough is realistic, but you know, they're pretty safe at the moment, but that doesn't stop the fact that the rest of these teams are under 500. The guardians two games under the tigers eight games under the white Sox, 19 games under 500. What is happening? How are the Chicago White Sox 19 games under 500? Look at the names on this staff. 
whether it's pitching, Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopech, Lance Lynn, and company, or it's on the offensive side, Yasmani Grandal, Andrew Vaughn, Tim Anderson, Eloy Jimenez, Yoan Mancata, Luis Robert Jr. Just go through the list. How is this team 19 games under 500? It makes zero sense to me. It makes zero sense to me. And this is just a disappointing division through and through. But we have to look at them because is someone going to make a run? If anyone is, it's going to be the Guardians. I think they are the only team who has a shot at fighting back against the Twins at this point. Whether they will or not, I don't know. I doubt it. They have been too inconsistent. But again, so has everyone else in that division. So it's hard to say. I do have the Guardians winning the series three games to one. I just cannot put my hope in the White Sox anymore. I just can't. How can you? How can you put your faith in a team with that level of quality on paper that struggles so badly? That is so disappointing. I can't I can't root for them at this point. Guardians win it three games to one. It's honestly just a disappointing state for the AL Central right now. But we wrap it up with the Angels versus the Blue Jays. I have the Angels winning the series three games to zero, which means that we'll probably get the reverse. Uh, Blue Jays will win it three games to zero, but I'm sticking with the Angels win it. I want to be hopeful that my AL East rival kind of falls this weekend, but we'll have to see. The Angels still not completely there, it seems, but still have a shot for sure to nab a wild card spot. So this is going to be an interesting battle. We're starting to see the wild card race unfold as we draw closer and closer to the trade deadline. And so this is one of those matchups that we have to watch because these are two teams that could very realistically make the playoffs. So definitely a series to watch. I have the Angels sweeping it. My one sweep prediction for the week. Let's move away from baseball, though. Let's move away here and talk about the Women's World Cup as the USA women's team dominated their opening match against Vietnam, battering them three to zero. This is how you kick off your history seeking tournament in style. They did it in style. Three to zero is a strong victory. With 22-year-old rookie Sophia Smith grabbing two goals for herself, the second youngest USA women's player to score more than one goal in a World Cup match. And so she had a very strong game. Lindsay Horan scored the third. Also a good game from her. It was just a great performance all around. And in all of this, Megan Rapino made her 200th appearance. So congratulations to her. That is a legendary moment for her. She is going to live on in the history of this sport. She has been 
so consistent. She has been ever present for this USA team for years. An absolute legend of the sport. And I hope that the U.S. can grab their third World Cup in a row. It's time to make history. It is time to have this happen. It would just be so symbolic. But the next game for the U.S. will come tomorrow on Wednesday as they go up against the Netherlands ranked ninth in the world, so only eight spots below the U.S. A pretty close matchup, I'd say. And so I have the U.S. winning this game, but it'll be close. I think we could see it tied one-to-one deep into the second half, where the U.S. will pull off a close two-to-one victory with just minutes to play. It'll be close, but I think they're taking this game. That game will be again tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you can watch that, make sure to tune in. It looks to be an exciting one. Absolutely does. And one more story before we head out here. Lionel Messi scores his first goal for Inter Miami. In his debut, he came off the bench at the start of second half and he immediately got the fans riled up in anticipation and excitement and this was just a perfect time score tied one to one the two teams going back and forth enter Miami and Cruz Azul and it wasn't until second half stoppage time that the magic happened when Inter Miami got a free kick in a great field position and Messi made it count, sending the ball flying into the top corner and it wasn't even close. The keeper could not get anywhere near it. It was a beautiful goal, absolutely just heart-stopping. And you can hear the absolute roar from the Inter-Miami fans as Lionel Messi makes his mark in his Inter-Miami debut. They win it 2-1 to in this League's Cup and it is just the start of what is to come for this team. And I truly believe that Messi can turn this team around. Not only Messi... Inter-Miami are kind of forming the old Barcelona as they have also signed Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba. So they have leadership in this squad now. They have skill in this squad. These three players alone are going to provide so much leadership For these players. And at three different positions. You have your forward leadership. You have your midfield leadership. And you have your defensive leadership. They have covered all three bases. The only thing they're missing is a massive goalkeeper. 
And it is just incredible to watch what Inter Miami are doing. It's incredible to watch how they are trying to build. And I hope it's successful. I really do. But Lionel Messi making his mark on U.S. soccer already. Just amazing. Through and through. Amazing. But that is the end of this episode, you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Eye on the Ball. And we'll be back real soon. We'll be back tomorrow morning for Idiots in the News. Join us on Clubhouse this afternoon for more sports talk as well as a live stream of this episode. But until tomorrow morning, you guys, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Bye.